Evening. How you doing? Is this is this a bit too loud? Is it just me? Is that is that better? All right, great, fantastic. Uh, just firstly, uh, welcome. Uh, secondly, an apology for the nasty whiff in the uh, hallway there. There's a, p- a plumbing problem. It has been for some time with uh, a ladies' toilets. So sorry, ladies, about that. Um, I'm sh- we will try to uh, get that sorted. Um, but obviously for tonight, we're not going to be able to. Um, I've got a feeling there's probably a few more people just around the corner. And so before, and one of, one of them being my wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've got a, a feeling. Um, so um, we could get into the meat of things um, straight away. And for those of you that made the effort to, to get here on time, you know, it's important to try and do that as soon as we can in order to kind of honor you for, for that. Um, but by the same token, I think it, it, might, it, it might be good to just, um, just hold off for a few minutes. But I think when we come to meetings like this, it's, it's very, I don't know how to put it, uh, we're, we're not probably normally in, in very much a, a kind of a, in, a, in, a, in a mindset or expectation of doing a lot of singing and a lot of praying and that kind of thing. And um, because we, we're probably coming more to, to, to hear uh, information, um, I guess, and vision. But I, I think it would be great to be able to just still ourselves before God for just a few minutes and um, really just be, be in his presence. Is that cool? And, and be aware of the fact that he is here with us um, before we get into the talking. So let's just, let's just do that together. And um, yeah, if you, whatever you find it easier to, to do that, sit in, stand in, but it doesn't matter. But let's just be before God. And... We just thank you that you're among us tonight, Lord, and thank you, Lord, for the joy of being your people. We don't just sort of gather here randomly trying to make sense of what we're here for, but we know why we're here together, because we're your people, we're your possession. You've called us out to be your special treasured possession, your peculiar people, Lord. That's what we are, Lord God. We are those who have been called out and gathered to you, and we just thank you so much for that. Thank you for your presence alive within us, Lord. And we just say, Lord, thank you that as we gather together as living stones, you come and fill the temple. We just welcome your presence here tonight. We welcome and honor you here, living God. We just want to just take stock of the fact that you are here with us. God with us, Emmanuel. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Love you, Lord. We just recognize your powerful love over our lives, your transforming love, Lord, your love which brought us to our knees, Lord, and brought us to repentance and turning away from sin and towards you. We thank you for the power of your love, Lord, that's transformed our lives. Thank you for the power of your love which gave your best for us. Thank you. We just thank you for the Lord Jesus. We, we just say, Father, we love your Son. We love this gift you've given us, this love gift. We say it's incredible. It's incredible you'd give us of yourself like this, Lord. You'd give, you'd give your very one and only begotten Son. Thank you. And thank you for giving the Spirit, Lord Jesus, when you ascended, you poured out the Spirit. And um, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us now, bringing the presence of Christ among us. And we love you and welcome 
and honour you among us tonight. We pray, lead us, Lord, in all that we do. Lead us, God, in our speaking and in our listening. Lead us in our processing and digestion of information. Lead us in just receiving, Lord, uh, what you're saying. And with faith in our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, what we're going to do, we're gonna, I'm going to jiggle the order around a bit. So if you've got an order uh, um, of order of service, it's not called that, is it? But you know what I mean? An order of the meeting. Um, some of you I know have because you're, you're up on your feet. Please just roll with um, me as we shift it around a little bit. I thought it would be great, first of all, tonight um, to just welcome... Uh, uh, Ruth and Rachel, who had taken a year out um, for the church. So, if you guys could just come up. So, yep. <laughs> Yeah. So Rachel and Ruth are doing what's known as FP Impact, which is um, what Emma did last year and others have uh, done before. And um, maybe you got, I mean, they're both working as well. They're both working part-time and doing uh, Impact part-time. So, but if you could just quickly maybe just share what you're going to be focusing on during your time with the church, that would be great. Um, Mine's probably called Community Action. So, um, outreachy stuff, practical stuff. Um, don't contact me about anything. Um, yeah, I'll be doing administration so you can contact me about things. That's great. Um, so contact Rachel is the message you're probably getting through, from that. Um, that's great. And then she can give Ruth lots of jobs to do. Okay. Um, thank you, Ruth. Rachel has a quick announcement to make also. Um, so um, I've sent out an email about the November and December rotor. I don't know if any of you got it. Um, <laughs> if if you perchance I don't know somehow did, didn't manage to get it, um, I will be outside. Um, if you want to look for your diaries and give me your availability for the Sundays and what you um, would like to serve in, yeah, thank you. Yeah. There's a steel fist inside that silken glove, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you have your, if you have your diary on you and your phone, um, and you're able to work out when you're around Sundays, November and December, please do that before you leave and let Rachel know. It's a really, it's to try to put together a rota for a church which has two Sunday congregations, each congregation probably needing 30 plus people to make it happen. That's no mean feat. Um, Emma's still recovering. She's still looking. She's twitching after uh, Rachel's announcement. So it, it, it really can I just want to ask, in a, I'm being sincere now, out of love, can we, can we practically serve Rachel by responding to those kinds of emails? 
Okay, please don't bury your head in the sand on it because what it, what it means is that then they have to do double the work chasing. So please can we be responsive to those kinds of emails. It's a very practical way of making her year um, run more smoothly and also obviously the church on Sunday. So that's great. If, if you say I'm available that day and it turns out that you're not further down the line, then all it, all it, it rests with you to find a replacement. You know, so don't kind of hold off giving in information in case something changes. Give the information that you're currently aware of, and if it changes, then you can, you can um, roll with that. Okay, great. Um, I thought it would be great if uh, Nick, not sorry, there's a Nick behind you, Nick, so don't worry. <laughs> um, but there's not a Nick behind you, Nick. So if that Nick, if you could come and just uh, share briefly the, the, what you emailed to myself and Dave, is that okay? Yeah, great. Give her a hand. For those of you who were here on Sunday, it was our CAP Sunday, and um, it was um, really, really amazing. Um, And um, Chris Brown, who kind of spoke on both services, um, he basically was just totally blown away by um, sort of the response of all of you. Um, And he said that um, he'd never seen a church give as much financially. Um, So um, can I say the amount? Yeah, he said that um, we raised in both services a minimum of £3,360 um, in, in annual giving um, to CAP, which is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, and in terms of people coming forward, he wanted to um, help, um, you know, in visits and all that kind of stuff. He'd never seen a reaction like that as well and just thought, um, you guys are all just so um, just hungry and passionate about it. And he thought it just really showed there's amazing things ahead. So, yeah. Thanks, Nick. That's that's great. It's encouraging, isn't it? It's really encouraging, and um, yeah, just it feels good to really, as a church, be getting our teeth into this thing. Well, you know, something that we can really do well and build over the years, and to be able to be a blessing to the the charity financially like that centrally. Is, is fantastic, um, and obviously we, we, we are very excited about what God's going to do in our locality through that. Okay, that's great. Now, often what we do with these things is, like I talk about on Sundays, is it's looking back and it's looking forward. A big part of looking back will be obviously just um, myself and Davina just chatting quickly about um, uh, this year. Um, she she <laughs> she was not able to get here when we when she's, she's getting lift of someone, but so when she gets here, we'll do that. So it'll be a, a bit like looking forward for a while, then looking back and looking forward for a while. So a bit of a funny order, but I think otherwise I can't we can't just we can't just wait because it will be um it'll be boring. So um okay, why don't we uh, get Tolston? Do you want to give us an international update, Tolston? Great. Well, um, first of all, I've got some handouts that my amazing wife has put together. The great thing about being married is that I get half the credit for them, um, but they really are done by her. So, 
I'm going to pass these around, and hang on to them, please, and read them sometime during the week. I'd encourage you to. They've got updates on some of the, well, all of the people um, uh, that, we, that we're support, supporting and encouraging and all that. And it's also got a little bit of a, um, an intro just about the heart, about getting behind people that have um, gone internationally to to witness and to bring the gospel. And just, I just ask you to use this as a stimulus. Just, you know, we don't have these family meetings very often. So in the week ahead, go to the, go to the website of the Rileys if you haven't been there before. Or if you're not a regular reader, Matt's got a blog, but just go there this week. You know, just make a start. It's not something that you necessarily, everyone's going to follow um, all the time. But I think everyone just for um, this week should make an effort and just see how God stirs you and, and be open to what he says to you about it because what it is, it's about being missional um, and obviously people that go far away, they, they, they're doing something quite different but we want to we use that as a stimulus for us to be missional in our context. What does that mean for us? Some of us, that, that'll mean you kind of engage with the local grocer a bit more or maybe it actually stirs you for something international, whatever it does, but be stirred, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so don't read those now, but um, take those away with you and, <laughs> and, and read them a bit later. Okay, I'm just going to um, talk very quickly about the Rileys. They, uh, for those of you that don't know, are a wonderful family that were part of us for a little while and have gone with their young children, their girls, and went and moved to Poland, which is very different from their background and is very foreign. And they're just living, living out their lives there. And we call that church planting. They're living out their lives as a Christian, which means they're witnessing, they're meeting people, they're drawing them together, they're saying, we love Jesus won't you come and um, watch us love Jesus and then slowly, gradually come and be part of that and, and love Jesus with us. And so that's how they're living it out. It's, it's small beginnings. And uh, I, as I was reading their prayer requests and their updates, I just had a sense of um, let's understand that God is, God is not afraid of small beginnings and he blesses those and he takes them bigger. But he says, uh, don't be, a, don't be um, unsettled or afraid of small beginnings because on a worldly level we can be. Uh, they, they, you know, if there are only ten of you meeting up, it is um, you, we all want we want to see a multitude, don't we? We want to see God glorified by a multitude. And they've had a wonderful summer where we had a, a quite a quiet summer here at Rev. They had a great summer. They had baptisms, thirty baptisms. They had all kinds of outreach. They went to. Um, uh, uh, Kaliningrad, they did an outreach, so they had a really busy summer, real excitement, but now their season is quieter now, um, and they're trying to just regroup and just focus. So let's, let's just think of them in that, in that, um, that time when, when they're obviously trying to um, consolidate and move forward. Okay, and there's some more details for them uh, there on the list. Um, and just then for Rebecca... I'm just going to read out some of the stuff that she's written. Uh, she's currently at Grace Church Gdansk with the Rileys. Um, the church has about 10 people with a number of other contacts made through friends um, and school. I'm here to help the family as they meet uh, as a church and also as they, as they do the business uh, that they're starting. And I think with Rebecca, there's a real sense of wanting to know what God wants her to do while she's there. She really wants to be in God's will. And that might just be coming alongside the Rileys for a year and really serving them and just being gracious to them and blessing them. Or it might be running with something quite significant, maybe in student work or who knows what. She really wants to hear from God. So let's pray for her in this season. It's a key season for her. And let's lift her up um, 
She's obviously just gone out from us. So let's really just uh, pray that God guides her clearly in this and she feels settled with it. Um, there's, uh, there's quite a lot from Matt here with prayer requests. Um, and, and the great thing about Matt is he's, he's going to be engaging with us. He's got all sorts of ways to contact him. Now, if you know Matt, he's a relational guy. He needs, he needs to have us speaking to him and stuff like that. Get on Skype, um, send him an email encouragement. You know, when you're walking down the street and Matt comes to mind, take, take a few minutes to pray for him while you're walking and say, God, have you got anything for Matt? And if something comes to mind, send it to him on an email or, 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 or give him a quick Skype. That will really bless him. That's part of what it is to be spirit-led as well. So let's really engage with these guys while they're out there. Okay. Great. Sticking with the international theme, um, our Esther, this could be Esther's last family meeting with us? Possibly. We don't know. But we'd love... Did you get my email? <laughs> okay. I was wondering if, you would be, if you'd be happy to just share where you're up to or not, very briefly. Okay, great. Come and say something. We just want you to say something, Esther. Something. <laughs> um, I'm moving to Central Asia in February. I'm joining an NGO out there. Um, I'm working with a particular mountain people group, and um, things are coming together. It's very exciting, and that's probably all I've got to say at the moment. What's an NGO? Oh, sorry. It's a charity, a Christian charity. Great. <laughs> Thank you. As ever. We are a well-oiled machine. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't get that. Um, so, February. Okay, great. Well, that means we'll, we'll try and do a family meeting in January then, shall we? <laughs> yes, it won't be your last one. Great. Okay. Well, uh, Mrs. Liston is here. It's good to have you here. <laughs> you want to come and join me? I'm very aware that over this last year I've done a lot of talking on Davina's behalf uh, at settings like this and on Sundays and I just thought it would be really great if um, Davina w- w- had just an opportunity to be able to s- sort of speak for herself in terms of you know, where she's up to and what, whatever she wants to say. I don't know what you're going to say, so over to you. Uh, wow, good evening everybody. <laughs> wow, this... Um this, uh, yeah, let's, let's shrink it a bit. This is a real treat because uh, this is my first ever family meeting. <laughs> and, and I get to speak at it, which is, wow. And I get to say a lot of thank yous to a lot of people, which is what I'm going to do now. So, I just want to say thank you very much. Um, for helping the listens, for helping us, for helping me get through probably the the most difficult time of our lives. Um, I want to thank you for releasing Steph to look after us as a family and not be torn between serving the church and looking after the family. I want to thank you for that. Um, I want to thank you for all your prayers and... uh, not one of them was wasted. 
I want to thank you for all the fasting that you did for me. I just remember um, asking um, some guys for lunch. I was like, come for lunch. I'm feeling really well. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we can't. And, and then I found that they were fasting for me. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> Revelation Church is amazing. <laughs> um, I mustn't take too long. Chemo has really slowed my brain down. So um, let me just find out where I am. Yeah. Yeah, I want to thank you for all the meals that you've cooked for us. I want to thank you for cleaning my home while I was um, just ill in bed and couldn't move. I could hear that hoover going. Uh, you know, for such a long time, I was like, what are they cleaning? Just, um, uh, I want to thank you for all the cards, all the text messages, all the visits. The flowers, the presents. I want to thank you for taking me out and um, pampering me. I want to thank you for taking my children out and just giving them a good time. I want to thank you for all the bottles of cream and body lotion. I tell you, my, my skin was so soft. It was probably the, the softest in the oncology department at UCH. Um, we, we've just been blown away, blown away by it. Jesus expressing his grace and his love to us through you. Um, I remember saying to someone, um, I don't think I can face another chemo, because one and two were fine, they were manageable, but the third one, basically, third, fourth, fifth and sixth were were terrible. And uh, I just don't think I can face being that ill again. And um, and, uh, she she basically uh, gave me a bag and then this bag was a present for each day I was ill. So I could open it up and, you know, just feel blessed. And she did that twice. It's just really, you know, it's just amazing. Um, yeah, someone, someone texted me a prayer, basically word for word. It was pages and pages and pages um, as I was going in um, for chemo. And I just want to thank you for that. Uh, because um, uh, it was incredibly pa- uh, painful. Just um, my, my veins kept blowing, and um, so they struggled to uh, be able to um, put in a cannula. And uh, so while I'm shaking, and uh, and they're you know the nurses are changing after every two because I can't keep um, trying to attempt to to get the the cannula in. I'm holding this text and I'm just reading, you know, just. Um, God glorifying stuff, you know, in such a, a terrible time. So thank you. Um, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, someone from church came up to me and said, oh, I haven't made you any food. And I was just thinking, I'm so glad you haven't made me any food because I know you can't cook. <laughs> and uh, and um, and I know the state of the kitchen because I remember some girls going around to clean the kitchen it was so vile but instead he'd uh, he'd made me uh two cds of just really beautiful music um and it was just just such a blessing thanks andy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i can't even see him i don't know where he is but i'm sure you're there um <laughs> oh is that oh <laughs> yes but the kitchen that's the problem um 
Yeah. Oh, this this is lovely. Um, you, you know, God knows everything, doesn't he? He he knows. He you know he knows the end from the beginning. He covers all of time, and he knows infinite detail, doesn't he? But it's it's just really, ah, uh, I don't know, staggering when he just knows a, a bit of detail about you and just blesses something that's really actually insignificant when you compare it to the grand scheme of things, you know. Um, with, with the chemo, I would be given um, some anti-sickness meds, which um, made me, I think, just as sick, really, and didn't really work. So, you know, I had lots of um, horrible side effects. And, and one of them was that, um, that I had a dry mouth, so I had no, no saliva at all. And um, anyway, I, I quite like chocolate, but uh, every time I had some chocolate, it would just uh, I don't know, it would just like melt and coat my mouth and it wouldn't, I couldn't actually swallow it because there was no, no saliva. It was really gross, especially when you, you know, you really want some chocolate. Anyway, I'd had a couple of weeks where I just wasn't eating. Um, and, um, and, and I just craved something sweet and, and there was nothing, there was nothing to eat. And there's always different bars of chocolate in the fridge and I just, they just didn't work. Anyway, someone had given Steph a, a present and, uh, it was a card, and in the card were, were two little fudges, really buttery and creamy. And so I, I bit into it, and I was just like, oh, this is amazing, you know. And it was like going down my throat. It was so nice. And not only that, they'd also put in this big square lump of chocolate on a stick, which you heated up some milk, and you just twizzled it in till it melted. And it was the thickest, richest hot chocolate ever. I just thought, God, you're amazing. You know, who, who, who around here, you know, gives out presents of two fudges and a lump of chocolate in a, with a stick? You know, I was just like, God, you know, you just know, you just prompted someone to give me that present. But, you know, thank you. Um, anyway, right. I could mention loads of other just touches of God's grace. Um, but we would be here all night and, uh, well, Steph would just drag me off, I think. Um, so I just want to say thank you. Um, I, I can't, I can't repay all that, all that kindness. That's grace, isn't it? I can just humbly say thank you. Um, can I say one more thing? Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Uh, a mum at, at school, she, she came up to me um, one day and said, um, um, ha- have you been angry yet? Or when are you going to be angry? Or something like that. And, uh, and well, I, I was really surprised. I, I just, it just sounded really pathetic, but I just, you know, there was no anger, you know. And I just said, um, I don't feel any anger, and I probably won't, won't be angry, you know. Um, because uh, Jesus' love is just really carrying us, you know. And, um, um, yeah, when, when I was at my, my least impressive, I, I, was, I was really ill um, at one point. And, um, like, for three days, I couldn't really open my eyes because the room span. And um, I couldn't open my mouth, otherwise I'd, you know, chuck up. Um, so I just basically was just wasting away in bed, uh, and I couldn't do anything, you know, couldn't pray. I remember dialing my, my sister's phone number and just saying, pray, and then just putting the phone down. And it was a bit of a croak, you know. I was at my least, you know, least impressive, and 
the King of glory was with me. You know? Our eternal Father, he was with me. There's nothing to be angry about, you know. God is good all the time. Before cancer, after cancer. Before the op, after, during the op. Before, during and after the chemo. He is good all the time. You know, he, he's, my, he's my victor. You know, he is... Um, yeah, he's taken away the sting of death, hasn't he? Yeah, sickness and sin have no power over me. You know, um, he, he has cleansed me from all unrighteousness and taken that sin upon himself. And he, he's t- taken all my judgment, all that wrath and anger and fury. Jesus took that all at the cross so that I can go free. And I've just been given his righteousness. And he's, he's shut the mouth of the accuser. It's awesome. God is good all the time. So uh, that's what I'm going to say, I think. She says she's no good on her feet. <laughs> How do you follow that? Um, so that's a sense of kind of what it was a bit like for us during this year. Very, very hard, and, but very, very glorious. And um, Jesus really carried us and expressed his mercy and his love in so many ways through you guys. And we're so grateful, so grateful. So please take that to heart. And like Davina said, it's just grace, you know. So um, that's all really we can do. But Davina has. What have you done, Davina? What have you done? Yeah. What have you done? Sorry. Okay. Davina's baked how many? I think I've baked six. Yeah. Baked six cakes. <laughs> three carrot cakes, I think, and three chocolate cakes. So we're going to have tea, coffee, and cakes after the meeting. So, uh, so, so, it's, <laughs> so it's not a repayment. But it is just a sign of our love for you. So, yeah, thank you. Um, I didn't do much towards them. But I, I, I did. I did some whisking. Yeah, I did some whisking. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't pretty. Okay. Great. Let's, um, okay. Let's talk about training tracks. Tom O'Toole. Can I start off by saying I'm shotgun in a slice of carrot cake? Because it sounds very, very cool. Um, training tracks. A lot of you will know what training tracks are. There may be a number of you here who don't know what training tracks are. I'm just going to take a little bit of time to share with you what they're all about. As a church, we want to take seriously um, the fact that, that growth isn't just a numerical thing. So we don't want to grow what they call like a mile wide, but an inch deep. We want to grow in numbers, but we want to get deeper in our faith as well. Well, training tracks are one of the ways we do that. So we get deeper on Sundays as we're uh, fellowshipping with each other, as we're um, worshipping together as a body and encouraging each other as the word is brought. 
We grow as well through our relationships with other people here um, and as we're pressing in. But one of the ways we really um, kind of just have a big push on a certain topic that we really want to grow in specifically um, over the next few years is training tracks. So the idea is that each term, we take a six-week block out of that term uh, and run a selection uh, of training tracks during that time. You get to hear what all of them are about. You get to have a think and a pray about which one of them would be most beneficial for you at the season that you're in, and then you get to sign up and do that one. So it's kind of tailor-made training for where you're at with God. Then the other weeks of the term, we don't do them. The idea being there, we know that we're on mission, But we know that sometimes being part of a church, all our evenings can be kind of blocked up with church stuff, and we want to avoid that. So we keep some weeks free, so you've just got more flexibility and time to be meeting with people who don't know Jesus. That's kind of the idea of training church. That's the theory. What I'd like to to do, this is a really risky thing, but I'm doing this in faith, that you're a vocal, uh, uh, well-responsive bunch of people here. Oh, we want to share how it works in practice. So, if you've been on a training track and had any kind of blessing or benefit from it, from where you are, would you just shout out uh, why it was so good? Fantastic food at Asia Lina's great. Hearing that there's wisdom on how to serve the poor. Cool, wisdom on serving the poor. Where's Matt Med when you need him? Nothing allowed here. Cool. Cool. So to step out in a safe environment in prophetic stuff. Cool. Cool. So, sorry. Just to say on that, for those of you who don't know what I remember, the third space training tracks. Uh, a few months ago, we did um, some training tracks on topics that weren't particularly um, kind of what you think of as Christian topics exclusively, but it was stuff like um, cooking, and uh, I think there was a photography one as well. Um, and the idea being um, kind of involve other people and, and integrate them into kind of friendship with church people. Really great time there. Cool. Um, Anyone else? Anything to share? I learned a really great song on spiritual warfare training track. I've forgotten it. Oh, yeah, I've got no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay. If you want a really great song, uh, maybe buy Dan a pint later, <laughs> and in repayment he will sing. Uh, cool. Um, I'm sure that we could fire out loads, loads more. And it it gives you a sample. Some of us uh, are sharing, you know what was really great? It it was the teaching that I received. Some are saying stuff more to do with the fellowship and the food. Training tracks do both. You know, you'll grow deeper in relationships with other people in the church, and you'll grow deeper in your walk with God. You'll know um, him better. You'll know how to live for him better. They are a huge, huge blessing. Uh, And as a church, we'd say, you know what, Um, we don't kind of see it as a, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not. We say this is a real important part of your spiritual growth. So we would encourage you, hear what they are, 
get out there. I'll explain in a second how you sign up, uh, but make sure uh, you do that. Now, um, the selection for this term is incredible. We've got some great stuff lined up. Could I encourage those people, or ask those people who are kind of spearheading the tracks? I, I should have had a, a chat with you already to prompt you for this, but if you're one of the people I have asked, could you just come forward so we, I can ask someone from each one to share what it's all about? Cool. Okay. So, um, what I'm going to do is just ask each of these people to say, what's your training track? Why would yours be a good one to go to, as in what will be the benefit of going to it, and what day it's being run on? Because some of these are on different days of the week, which practically might have an input on which ones you can sign up for. I'll start with the one that I'm involved with. So along with Dan and with Dave Roberts, we'll be doing one um, that's an overview of the big story of the Bible. Now, it's kind of, some of us can like know the Bible is important. We can know it's the word of God, but just not really know where to start when it comes to like reading it and reading um, kind of some of the books that maybe we can't pronounce the name of or that we haven't heard of. So uh, just knowing how it all fits together and what the big idea is. This isn't a training track where it's like all the Bible boffins get together and kind of exclude uh, everybody else. This is one for everyone who wants to know how the whole Word of God hangs together. Uh, and it'll be running on Wednesday nights. Cool. Who wants to go next? My training track is called Making Disciples. And I, my, the aim behind it is to help uh, people take someone who's recently become a Christian and help walk them through to maturity. Um, so it's not so much about winning people for Christ, but it's taking someone who's recently become a Christian and just trying to equip you in terms of helping know how to uh, walk those people through. Um, we're going to be based in, uh, a lot of it is in 1 Thessalonians, because when, when Paul went to Thessalonica, it seems like he only had between about three to six weeks with the people that came to faith there before persecution drove him out. And so then he writes back to them shortly afterwards to just find out how they're doing. And a lot of the stuff, so the new believers, a lot of the stuff in is very applicable and we can pull out principles. The aim is for those of you who are thinking, do you know what? If Thank you. 
can do martial arts. Um, all right, so his training track is on uh, New Testament Greek. Uh, so it will be an extremely elementary introduction to Koine Greek, the language of a New Testament. Uh, it will cover basic grammar and vocab, be looking at what are the benefits of knowing uh, a little bit about this language, what are the implications for understanding scripture. Um, he does say that if, uh, if you want to do it, then yeah, he's going to share some thoughts each evening and then we'll have some fun exploring the language together. Um, if you want to sign up for this track then you'll have to let him know what languages you've studied and what level, so GCSE, A-level, that kind of thing. And, um, and that'll just help him kind of pitch it at the right level. But there is no previous um, study needed for this course. You do not have to be a geek like him. <laughs> All right. I don't know what evening it is. I'm sorry. It's Wednesday. All right. I'm speaking on behalf of myself and Simon Terry, who's not here this evening. Uh, we are running a training track called Cultivating Joy. Um, what does it look like to be a Christian and how do we live a life full of joy? Uh, we're supposed to be the ones who, who represent Christ, um, who was full of joy. He was also a man of sorrows, but he was also full of joy. And if Christ has died for us and seated us at the right hand of the Father, we should be those who are full of joy, big time. Um, so the aim is basically come along... Um, we will discover what it is to be children of God who are full of joy, who, who obey and run after Christ, glorifying him. Um, it's on Tuesday evenings, by and large. Four of them out of six are on Tuesday evenings. There's a meal at the end, so you'll love it. Um, yeah, we should be walking in joy. So if you want to know more about that, come along. And you wish it was easier to tell people the gospel. And wouldn't you like to be able to bring Jesus up in a conversation? <laughs> Dave Smith, that's enough. Don't you wish it was easier? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you wish it was easier to bring Jesus up in a conversation without an icy chill falling on the room? <laughs> And finally, don't you um, want to be able to turn a conversation to something spiritually significant without it feel like you're Bible bashing? I don't think evangelism is a walk in the park, but what I do thoroughly believe is that if we are more intentional about it, with the Holy Spirit's help, we can be much more effective in um, telling people the message of the gospel, and after that, everything else is his work. I haven't um, decided on a name yet for the training track that Susie and I are going to be leading on witnessing and evangelism, but here are a couple of my personal favorites. Evangelism for the non-evangelist, lifestyle evangelism on steroids, <laughs> how to win friends and influence people for Jesus, <laughs> and my own personal favorite, you don't have to be a nutter to tell people about Jesus, although it does help. <laughs> I'd love you to join us. We're going to start on Thursday the 28th. It's Thursday evenings. Um, Susie, just want to talk about the venue? Okay. Um, we're struggling a little bit with the venue, so if you are interested in coming to this, Ben's waving. Oh, wicked. So it might be at Ben and Mary's for some of those weeks. Excellent. Can I just say, Simon Terry has a house as well, a really nice house, and our one's at his.
Okay, so having heard all that, you're spoiled for choice. There's so many great tracks going on this term. What I would say... Apparently, schools, they do a thing where you put your hand up when you want people to focus back in. That's great. Um, what I would say to you is because these tracks have been run in people's homes, each one does have a limited capacity. Um, so it can't be that everybody in here piles into someone's living room. It just doesn't work. Um, so what we have is outside uh, in the foyer area, uh, Rachel will be around at the end uh, of the family meeting, um, and she will be putting on the table out there a sign-up sheet for each of these training tracks. Um, get in there quick. Uh, don't kind of barge each other out of the way, because that would be kind of unloving. Uh, but, but get in there, write your name on the one you want to do, uh, but, but be quick to be guaranteed the one you want to be on. Um, yeah, so if, if you want to do that tonight, that's another way that really kind of practically you'll serve the people who are doing the admin uh, by kind of getting that sorted quickly. Cool. Louis. Now, if, you, if you've sorry, if you've already signed up online, uh, you're already kind of on the one that you've signed up for, uh, and the amount of places left on each will be kind of compensated because some have gone. So, questions. Mine is Wednesday night. Cool, Steph. All right. We're, we're marching through. Uh, I wanted to speak for just a few minutes about Sundays. Our sun. Yeah, sorry. Well, they just asked me a question um, that I think everybody should hear the answer to. They start next week. The training tracks start next week, yeah? Okay, so signing up, that's why it's quite important to get it done uh, tonight. They, they do have a numbers limit on some of them just because of the size of the sitting rooms and stuff, so if you really want to get onto one of these, get on quickly. Okay, I want to speak for just a few minutes, and Dave's gonna, Dave Mance, wherever he is, is going to help me um, with this, just chatting a little bit about Sundays, our Sunday gatherings together, and um, it's kind of a little bit touchy-feely, um, what, what I'm going to say, so just kind of sort of bear with me, really, but it's only 51, there's only 51 times a year that we all gather together to celebrate the gospel, to celebrate Jesus, to, to, to um, remember again his life, death and resurrection for us, to be filled with the Spirit corporately, um, to hear the Word of God together. It's, it's a special, a special time. And um, I think I want, all, I want, all I want to do really in this little slot is just try and communicate something of the importance of it because I guess I, there, are, there are times where I, where I, I wonder whether um, I think in the hustle and bustle of, of, of city life and even sometimes just the, 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 the sheer exhaustion at times and the, and the desire maybe kind of to, to get away and do this and do that and I think we live in a world where there's so much on offer in terms of you must do this before you die or make sure you do that or this and this and that actually what can happen is is that subtly we can either put so many other things in the diary or or be so busy doing other things that what happens in our heart is is that that gathering on a Sunday can can just drop it can something can happen where it can be something that we take a bit perhaps for granted rather than really um treasuring in our heart 
Um, this is in the book of Hebrews. Don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but continue to encourage one another daily. Now, I know, I think as a church, we have a massive strength in terms of community, genuine friendships, people hooking up here, there and everywhere. That is meeting together. And that's fantastic. But I would also want to say there is something very special about that gathering, that weekly gathering. And this is not a call to any kind of um, specific rules or regulations or uh, legalistic requirements by any means. I think perhaps I'm just trying to communicate something of the importance of it. I think... Um, maybe over the years there's been a lot of work done in the church on in the church general on the fact that church is a lot more than Sunday and I, I say praise God for that input it's very very important that we I think have moved away from that model and that we understand that church is about community church is about sharing our lives together church is about being devoted to one another but all I would say is within that let's still guard the gathering in our hearts and minds Sometimes, um, I mean, we're not particularly punctual as a church, so where it says we start at 10.30 in the morning and 6.30 in the evening, it often starts more like 10.40 or more like 6.40, and I've thought to myself, some, I know churches that will start bang on when they say if there's two humans and a dog there, they'll just start, you know, they'll just get on with it, and I've thought, should we do that, and then I've thought, well... Actually, I think we have started. I think people are here and they're fellowshipping together and it, it has started. Um, it, it does become slightly discouraging at points where you do say, okay, we'll start at 10.40 and, and then, you know, it's, it's, the room doesn't really fill up until 11. And all I really want to do is just ask you to treasure that gathering in your heart, to understand that it's um, something that God is very zealous about, that, um, that when, you, when you go there, God is very keen that you are there to build up as well as be built up um, and to really give it your best. Um, I, guess, I guess in the workplace, you know, we get there on time, but it's kind of a, if you wanted to phrase it like this, it's a legalistic motivation. If we didn't, we'd be out of a job, okay? No one's going to ask you to leave the church if you don't arrive on time, okay? It's not going to happen, all right? You'll be glad to hear, okay? So, and we don't motivate like that. But I simply want to say, please treasure that in your heart. Please treasure that time together. Please give it your best. Um, I'm very aware, as we all are, of the pressures of life in the city. Very, very aware of that. But what I would say is, all the more then, we must treasure those sacred times where actually our mindset should be very different. I'd also say this. Beware the amount of admin that you come to church to do. Beware the amount of things you come to tick off on a Sunday. In terms of, I need to, I need to catch up with that person. No, no, I need to sort that out with that person. Just, just be aware of that. If you can do it by email or by text or during the week, please do it. Because I think it's ever so important that we don't get into that mindset on a Sunday. It's a, it's a, it's a sacred time. We come primarily to meet with the Lord and to build one another up. And I think it's really important that we guard that and that we keep that and we keep it. It's, that, it's, a, it's a different kind of time and, and it's important that we do so. Um, also just aware of, of the fact that one other thing is, is this is kind of, it is definitely linked, although it's wider than the Sundays. And it's, it's that um, we live in the middle of a very, very aspirational city, which means that what can happen, and it's not all bad, but it can mean that we're constantly after the next thing. Um, whereas if you used to say to me, Steph, what do you think Revelation Church needs at the moment? I'd say it needs pillars. It needs people that aren't after the next thing. 
but are willing to say, I'm here, and I'm here until God clearly calls me out of here, and I'm going to give myself here as part of my worship, and I'm going to put my roots down, and I'm going to open my home, and I'm going to do those things um, that make for rich church life. Um, it's, I would just... I just, we need people like that. Maybe even tonight as I'm talking, your heart is quick and you think, yeah, that's me. But I hope that, I hope it is. <laughs> um, because we're, we're a, by God's grace, we've become a sending church. You know, we've sent the Rileys. Before they went, I said, I said, Kev, I'd love you to stay and be part of the team here. But we know God's called you. Uh, Rebecca, I mean, incredibly strong behind the scenes. Incredibly strong. Matt Med. Glue, walking glue. Um, Esther we gladly send these people but it means that we have to step up and fill the gaps we can't wait for someone else to and I want to just say if we all did that in our own little way then we will go from strength to strength and I simply want to ask you to have that in your heart and to let's just keep pressing on together with it and, and treasure the things that are really worth treasuring and actually not get accidentally sideswiped by the seduction of the city which is there's always more, there's always more, there's always more, and we end up becoming a harried group of people. And that shouldn't be what marks us. It should be that rest and that contentment and that sense of we know we're in the right place. God will open doors I need opening. God will shut doors if I'm going, walking through a wrong one. I'm not going to live under anxiety, fear, and harassment. Because I've got, you know, people that harass the shepherd without a sheep, a sheep without a shepherd, right? We've got a shepherd, we've got the good shepherd. He will lead us. And just to let that really permeate our lives and, and spill out into church life. Is that okay? Thank you very much for that. Dave Mance. Hey. All right. Um, just following on, really, from uh, what Steph said, I wanted to... Uh, I kind of asked specifically if I could bring something... Um, I guess a very specific point of what he was just talking about. Um, obviously, a big part of uh, our Sunday meetings is um, being welcoming uh, to, to guests. And um, uh, the reason this I wanted to share about it is just I've just been increasingly hearing kind of stories of, of, of people that are uh, lonely at Rev, people, stories like, you know, a student who didn't want to come back for term time because they just felt like, I don't really, I just not, I'm just not making friends at Rev or story of someone kind of just saying, you know, I stood and I, <clears throat> and I hung around and I waited for someone to come up and talk to me and no one did. And these kind of stories, you just think, we've got great testimonies equally of, of people really feeling welcome at Red, but I, I am hearing these stories of, of folks not feeling so welcome. And so um, I've just been kind of studying us a little bit and, uh, and, and just thinking, what is that? And I think there's, there's a couple of reasons. I think one is that quite often we can um, just get a bit passive because you know, we love meeting up with one another and we love hanging out. It's very easy to just get chatting to your mates and, and kind of not be so on the ball. And so I think that's one reason, just kind of not taking responsibility for, for those that are on the fringes. And also I think just fear sometimes, just a little bit scared of, um, you know, having to sort of bowl up to someone and, and introduce yourself. Is, uh, you know, people, you know, you can find that a bit intimidating, particularly if someone's a bit different from you, um, different age or background or colour or whatever it is. Um, so I just wanted to um, encourage us really and, and just, um, yeah, just, uh, just, just say, yeah, I just want to encourage you really. Let's all, let's take this on board. Let's, because um, I, I really feel like if we don't, um, 
if we don't crack this now, we'll, we'll, we'll end up, uh, you know, in years to come still being as we are. I'm looking out at a very kind of a bunch of very young, trendy types, and, uh, and which is very cool. Um, but wouldn't it be great if we really reflected um, all the diversity that is around us? So um, just to say, let's on Sundays, let's be looking around. Let's have our eyes uh, open. Let's have our ears Pricked? I don't know what the, you know what they say. I don't know, but let's be aware anyway. Let's not be afraid to. If you're chatting to a mate and, and you see someone, just don't be afraid to say oh, and just kind of cut them off because they'll understand because they'll see you're going to talk to a, a visitor and they'll be probably right behind you doing the same. Um, let's um, let's really look out for not just new people but folks that uh, just time after time kind of get a little bit ignored, a little bit sidelined. Let's really go out and, and reach out to them. Um, Let's, um, and let's also in the week just be aware, so not just Sundays, but let's try and just think about folks that perhaps are still trying to get connected in. Let's try and hook up with them for dinner and stuff. Let's build uh, a wonderful, diverse church that really reflects uh, God's heart. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Okay. Richard Young. Richard Young. Yeah, this is what you've all been waiting for, so <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> Dan, can I have my delightful PowerPoint? <laughs> yeah, check it out. Okay, um, so basically I just thought I'd give you a few numbers um, for the last six months or so, so April to September. Um, basically what I'll do is I'll go through um, like, like my PowerPoint and just present it to you. To be honest, I, I found the most helpful thing is, is once I've done that is if, if we don't necessarily have questions in this setting, but if, if kind of you email me, that would be a much better way of instigating discussion and then you can kind of get your answers and go into more detail and depth about it. Um, and potentially, you know, you can come back on things and stuff over a period of time so it's much easier. Um, so if that's okay, that's the way I'd like to play it. Um, so yeah, so Dan, give us a click. Yeah, here we are. So this is our income um, for the last 12 months. Um, you can see, uh, so from April, that's our new financial year. Um, we, we started collecting for... <clears throat> for the Rileys and for Latvia as well. Um, that, so that's all added on to our um, coming coming in as well. Um, that's all. Um, we're all up to date in terms of uh, paying that on to them uh, and blessing them. So we managed to send Matt well and send him um, with with what had been given for him for his work in Latvia. So that's fantastic. Um, a couple of points to note. You'll see um, there's some. Don't worry. Afterwards, you can come and ask me. We can we can go um, more in depth on Dan's laptop. That's fine. Um, but you can see in in uh, May and September there was some uh, money that was brought out of savings. Basically, money that we've been saving, um, kind of with all of the move and everything um, to here with the office with there all the other costs that were going out, and we had to transfer some money from savings. Um, but we'll we'll go into that. So Dan, if you give us another click. Woo! Yeah. So this this demonstrates um, our income against our uh, outgoing. Um, so the income is in blue. The outgoing is in red. Um, <clears throat> you can see this is with money going out to savings. Um, so for April, um, August, uh, there was money going out that went into savings. Um, Dan, if you click it again. 
That's a much more real um, graph as it doesn't include the savings, so it doesn't include what's going out and what's going coming uh, back from savings. Um, so you can see kind of uh, where we had our special offering in June, um, kind of over the months of June and July, our income peaked, um, and then kind of throughout August, September, as we paid off the office, as we've done everything in here, um, and several other costs, um, kind of our, our, in, our expenses have increased. But October's looking like a good month, so our expenses have come back down to um, much more normal what we would expect. Um, we have a, we, we have about ten thousand in the bank as a bit of a buffer for us, um, so that's good. Dan, if you give us a click, yeah, okay. So this is where we're this is where we're up to. Um, unfortunately, you can't see that very clearly, but that's fine. Um, Basically, so our projected income for this financial year, um, we, predict, we projected 30% growth, um, which means we should have uh, 86,000. We, we should have collected 86,000. In reality, we've collected um, uh, over 95,000, which is an increase, which is fantastic. Um, so we projected 30% growth. We've actually grown so far in the first six months by 43% um, financially as a church, which is fantastic. Um, and we hope that it will continue for the rest of the year. Now, that does include the special offering um, and things. So, it, you know, it's all, um, the, all the numbers are in there. Um, Dan, if you click it again. Okay, so this is, this is, this is our actual income um, against our expenses. Uh, so you can see projected for the year our expenses, our income was projected at 173 um, for six months. That means 86, um, but total is just over 95,000. Um, how does this tally against our expenses? That's a good question. Well, we, we projected this year to spend 185,000. Um, this... Uh, for the six-month period, we've spent uh, 92000 um, That That would be projected for the year. Um, but the actual value that we have spent is 112000 So we are actually down um, by quite a bit. But our giving has gone up and our expenses have gone up that little bit further, um, which means we are on the stretch, but um, we are growing. Um, and to be honest, that's a really... That's a really I was, I'll tell you this. I was... Um, I was at a day on Saturday, and uh, and they suggested it was it was a church admin day. You'll love it. Um, <laughs> but they, they 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 suggested that a church of, of of about ninety should should grow by about ten percent every year. And so far, we've exceeded that, and not just exceeded that, we've just gone way beyond it. Um, so we're really in faith for what God's going to do, and it's just really exciting. Um, so Dan, is there another slide? Yes. Okay. So these are the significant costs. So you might say, well, that those expenses are actually quite high for the six month and they are um, this, these are the significant costs that we've paid out over the um, <clears throat> over the first six months so the office um, that we took special offering for which has all been um, done the evening service startup costs and so moving everything in getting the drapes getting new lights getting things and setting it all up in here um, the Brighton offering was a one-off payment um, to them uh, for church planting work overseas and work amongst the poor and church plants um, Course fees for impactors and leadership training um, that all came out in September as a one-off payment for the year. Um, Matt Med, we sent Matt Med off to Latvia with um, all the money that we'd collected for him, which was just over eight thousand um, pounds. So we have, so they are big one-off costs, but. Um, I'd love them to be spread over the year in nice 12-month blocks, but they aren't. Um, you know, they come in as as and when. Um, but that's what it looks like. Um, and so that, you know, I mean, those significant costs, and they're all one-off payments, come to 31000 Um So that's really where we're at. And we're not expecting in the second half to be 
as expensive given that we're not moving venue, um, we're not setting up an office again and just various other costs like that. Um, <clears throat> so that's where we're up to as a church. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much um, for all that you do give. Um, I know many of you give and many of you give sacrificially as well and it's just really to be commended and I really want to encourage you um, that actually God's, God's really taking us on a journey um, and the numbers back us up. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, you know, every year we've got, we've grown, um, God's blessed us and we continue to move forward and hopefully we'll continue to move forward and you know it is by your generosity and it is by your faith and you're investing in what God's doing here amongst us um, I will just say there may well be numbers among us that, that don't know how to give um, or have never even considered give giving um, to church. So what I will just say is if you would like to give to Revelation Church, there's several ways you can do it. Um, <clears throat> my preferred way is the standing order, which basically is... is, is <laughs> Dave Mance is laughing at me, so... It's a basic, basically, it's, it's an ele- electronic transfer that you can set up with your bank and they'll just send, um, the money every month. Um, and then what we do is on the Sunday, we remind you to make that a conscious giving, um, as that comes out of your bank account. Um, so it doesn't have to be something that's abstract that just the bank do. Um, so yeah, so I would really encourage that. That really helps us with budgeting as well to see what's coming in, um, and things like that. And then we can plan accordingly. Um, you can give by cash or by check as well, um, which you could just pop in the pot as it goes around on a Sunday morning. Um, If you are a UK taxpayer, which means not a student um, and uh, working, um, then you can fill out a gift aid declaration and basically um, the tax man gives us some money back, which is lovely. um, And that basically just helps um, top up uh, all all our giving uh, that we get. Um, Basically, it comes out of the tax that you've already paid um, and they just pay it to us as um, when you donate to us as a charity. that's it. Um, well, maybe I will take two questions. Are there any questions? Two questions? Rach Cosnahan. These pieces of paper are a good question. Um, this, this, this little bit of paper, um, the gift aid declaration needs to go to Lindsay Roots, um, who will, who will then keep that on file um, and everything. If you don't know who Lindsay is, she's going to stand up now. and this standing order um, goes back to your bank I don't ever want to see one of these filled out this needs to go to your bank okay Um, so yeah that's that's it one more no whoa Ben sorry why do I what All right, okay, we're marching through, we're marching through. We've got just a few more to go now. Um, Thank you very much for that, Rich. Many of you will know that for the last few months, um, we've been focusing on an estate called the St. Pancras Way Estate, which is near where we meet in the mornings. Started a mums and tots group there, and lots of focus there. We um, did up the, um, we decorated the tenants hall there. Um, we did a fun day there. Well, recently the Sally family have moved on to the estate deliberately. Um, it's a, it's a, it is a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Obviously, people in the church always move in, but because this is an estate before God has put on our heart as a church, and it was a strategic move. That have made on there. I do want to just give a little bit of profile to it and give them a chance to just share how it's going and some of the exciting things that are bubbling away. So over to you guys.
Okay, um, well, we'll try not to keep it long. Um, but we, I just wanted to go back to the journey from November 2009. We basically met up with a couple who have lots of experience in seeing lots of people saved. And one of the things that they said to me regarding mums and tarts, because I felt like that there was a wall and there was nothing. We weren't going through a certain wall and I just didn't know what to do. Um, and one of the things that, that she said to me was that I'm just there to serve and all I'm doing is serving them and actually I should be there befriending people and loving people and not just loving them through my service but really just listening to them and to their lives and sharing my life with them and letting them share theirs with me and I was like oh okay and so out of that besides from the mums and tots which we did on which we do on a Tuesday morning I spent one evening a week just going to visit mums um, and knocking on doors and just saying hi and out of that I got to pray for one Muslim mum which was great but then um, I felt like there was still more that needed to be done so Tom Allen and I um, for a few times walked around the estate and just prayed and on one of those occasions I went home and said to Hajar, I just feel a real burden that we need to move on to this estate um, I feel like we're not going to see much happen until we do that that's where it begins. Um, I, I didn't have any inclination. God hadn't said anything to me. And I just thought, yeah, we'll pray about it. You know, I, I, really, enjoyed, I really enjoyed where we live in. It was settled and then we was getting to a school. I thought, I don't want to move again. It's only been a year. So I said, okay, I'll pray about it. Uh, three months later, um, I tried to do it long, but Lena kept pushing. She just, you know, she just said, I really feel a burden and it's like getting a bit serious. Um, I said, okay, well... Let's pray that God will open a door, a clear one, for us to move. Because I said, I don't feel any inclination to move and to put us through all that again and realize it was a mistake. Um, and a week later, the landlord came to see us saying, she's selling the house, we have to move out. So that was, <laughs> for me, you know, I just, it, was a real, it was a real answer to prayer. And it just helped me to actually get to terms with, okay, we, need to, we have to move again. And then... Um, we, uh, before we moved, we couldn't find anywhere in the estate. It was just really, really difficult to get anywhere. So it, was, it just felt like there were just blockages, doors just being closed. Um, and we couldn't stay in the flat any longer, so we had to move to Lena's dad's house. We were planning for a month, but we stayed there for three months, so a bit longer. Um, and then it got to a point where we just couldn't take it anymore. We just said, God, we, we don't want to stay down south anymore. We want to just want to get back up there, especially on that estate. Um, and it got to a point where we just also said, look, if there's nothing on the estate... Uh, we said, we'll give you a week, God. You know, we, no, we did because, we, you know, it had been three months and we just said, we, we can't take anymore. And he just, you know, you could just imagine where he's like, oh, all right then, kind of thing, you know. Um, so we just, we just prayed. We said, God, right, if you want us on that estate, then open the door and lead us there. If not, we'll just go around it. The following day, we put our deposit down on our current flat. So that was a pretty, it was one of those, you're half asleep, you just, you want to get to bed. But actually, you know this is an important thing. So you had to just really focus and pray to God. And you just think, I, I, I don't know if that did anything. But it actually did. God heard it and he answered like the next day, which is incredible. Um, now, well, we moved on to the estate about two weeks ago. We're loving it. We're loving living there. We just, you know, just the vibe, getting to know people. You're seeing everyone constantly. You know, the other day we saw a couple of guys from Rev um, just speaking to a couple of other guys. Sorry? Youth workers, that's it, um, on the Friday, because it's every other Friday. They were just talking to a couple of guys, and I went out, and I said, you know, Matt, Matt Fox was like, hey, Fox, how you doing, kind of thing? And then 
one of the guys they were speaking to I'd met before and I'd got his number and stuff. I said, oh, how you doing? I'm living here now. So there's real relationships and connections building, you know, leaning with mums, um, all that kind of thing. Um, also, during the move, we hit quite a few spiritual walls um, in terms of things just not going well for our move and getting on there and actually getting the house sorted to a Liverpool state because it was just a mess. Um, so there was real barriers. And now, you know, the landlord's, I've seen it. It's just been an incredible favour. He's just, you know, so look, I'm going to give you a brand new home, redo the kitchen, all the doors, the floors, everything. So it's been a real favour just getting through that barrier. So it's been really encouraging. And it just goes to shout, actually, the devil just doesn't want us there. But um, God's with us, eh? Yeah. Lynn's just going to... Okay, so we'll give you what our visions are. Um, our vision for the estate and for, you know, where God has put us is um, we want to bring the gospel news of Jesus onto the estate through meaningful relationships. Um, and we're both just praying. I really felt that our flat was going to be like a city on a hill that shines for Jesus. Um, we've got a ground floor flat. And just, so we just really feel like that's so significant because actually people are always coming and going past our flat. And I was cleaning my windows the other day and just chatted to so many people and my neighbours. And it was just so much fun. So, and um, Ollie Kendall ha- um, felt um, that he had something for us, which is really significant. And he gave us a section of St. Patrick's Prayer. Um, and I'm just going to read a bit of, of what it is to you. It's um, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ within me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ at my right, Christ at my left, Christ at the fore, Christ in the chariot seat, Christ in the deck, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks to me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. And we just, you know, it's so significant for us because we just really want Christ to just be known in this estate and we just want our home to have Christ written all over it. Um, So please pray for us. We really just... um, want God's protection. We feel like there's been lots of um, things, just lots of little things that are happening where we just feel like the devil just doesn't want us there because he knows that it's dangerous and we want the kingdom to come in that place. So please be praying for protection for us. And also please tell us if you want to get involved in estate stuff. Um, Obviously, I'm doing mums and tots, and we live there, so we want to be part of that community. But we really just want more people to be involved in doing stuff there so that Jesus is being known through just lots of different things. Um, so if there's anything that's on your heart and you're thinking, well, I don't want to live there, but I've got that estate on my heart, then let us know, and then we'll keep you in mind when things come up. One of those things is Susie Atwood, and she's going to share her vision. Hey, yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, so um, I was thinking about how best we can serve this estate maybe a year or so ago at the, um, when we went away as a church. And what I'm involved in um, is this thing in East London called Homework Helpers, which is essentially kind of one-on-one teaching with kids. In, um, it's actually in Bengali, with Bengali families because there's people who really have that on their heart. And I just coming to the estate, I was thinking, how do we access these people? You know, like me, I'm just young, white, kind of British girl I feel I you know I struggle with those ty- types of things and I was just um thinking it's such an amazing thing to have access into people's lives and in the estate there so many people's lives are behind closed doors you can't even get behind those doors and especially in the Muslim community that's really on my heart you know the women they meet it's, it's very kind of inward looking often and they meet with each other and they have a very close community and it's kind of the family and the friends and it's their their social group their ethnic 
ethnic group, and that is that. And what's been amazing, over the last three years, I've been teaching this family, Bengali family, in Romney by Bo. My sister taught them for six years, and then she was pregnant, so Susie, you have to teach them. So I've taught them for three, this is my third year, and I... I I can't speak highly enough of what I've experienced through knowing them. They are just incredible. They live in a high-rise flat. Um, there's four children and two bedrooms, and they're just so full of joy. They have amazing blessing on them. They're quite liberal Muslims, which helps. But, I mean, it's just been amazing. I go weekly, and I'm there now just for the whole evening. They, they kind of see me as part of the family. Um, but what I'm hoping to do is start this on St. Pancras Way estate. And so it's very flexible and it's kind of you can if you kind of feel stirred to to teach people or love children or kind of for the Muslim community or whatever it'd be amazing if you could come and speak to me at the end and what you do is go once a week and it can just be half an hour in fact it probably should be half an hour 40 minutes with whatever needs they have for whatever kids they have and you just do it on the basis that you can do it so there's no you know it's kind of very individualistic whatever suits you so I was thinking so then then on Sunday, was it Sunday? And I was saying, oh, Lena rang me just to chat about it, Davina. Um, and <laughs> and um, you, what were you saying? You were saying, what, what are we going to do? And I was saying, oh, Steph said we just have to kind of advertise it as it were, see what, you know, who's up for it here, and then kind of see who needs it on this state. Whereas I was like, oh, I'd like to know what the need is first, and then we can see who to supply. So, but we're doing it the other way around because that's faith. And, um, and then I was, saying, I was saying to Lena, are there any people? And Lena's saying, oh, yeah, well, there's a Polish family. Um, you know, they have, they're involved and they've got a few kids. And I was like, oh, something in my heart's like, no, I really think it's the Muslim community needs to be reached. Like, that's what is amazing about what I've seen with my family because they, they're so, they just are insular. But when I go, you go into their door and it's like they, you are, they welcome you. I mean, their culture is incredible. And, I mean, they make you eat all sorts of things that I feel sick every week. But um, you, you sit down and eat. And the access, I mean, access is the key word that I live for because we have amazing access through what Jesus has done, and we can have access into these people's lives, and it is incredible. So, I was like, oh, okay, the Polish family, cool. What about a Muslim family? Like, I know there's Somalis and, uh, in the estate, and Bengalis also, and I was like, okay, well, we'll just pray about it. And then Lena rings me the next night, last night, and I was like, oh, okay, missed the call, ring back. Oh, I'm sorry to ring you two nights in a row, but I've just been um, seeing my Bengali family this morning, and um, I was just chatting, you know, how are your kids and everything, and she said, oh, you know, we're, we're fine, but we struggle a bit, you know, with the language, and we've got, you know, my child who's five, and also my sister's child, the cousin who's five in the same class, and we really just need some help with her homework. And we, <laughs> like, we just, we're looking for a tutor, but we can't afford it. And it's like, what? It's amazing. So hopefully what's going to happen is I might start teaching them, but I have quite a lot of other commitments. But So I'd like to train people. If you feel any stirred in any way, as you can say, it's kind of ad hoc basis. You, you know, sort it out with yourself. Come and speak to me. And it's what's so amazing is that what happened in the East End, it's word of mouth because they're such a close community. They're a bit like, well, why have you got help with your child? And who's doing this? And I want help with my child. And it's quite like that. So we're in faith for lots. Okay, nearly there. James and Verity? Or is it just, it's just James. It's just James. James Greg. Hello. Hello, right. Can't, shall I squat?
Does that work? Right. Okay. Um, I just wanted to... And you might think, why is he talking about this now? Um, well, I want to talk about uh, the Christmas carol service. Uh, <laughs> Christmas is only 67 days away. Can you believe it? Um, and our Christmas carol service is even sooner. Um, this year, we're uh, having um, a Christmas carol service on uh, Thursday, the 9th of um, December, which is uh, just over a month away. So that's why I really wanted to um, kind of flag it up now, get it in your diaries, and just start to think, really. I mean, it's just, um, you know, I mean, it is a fantastic time just to sing great big songs and but it is also we see it as an amazing uh, evangelistical event and it is you know if it wasn't for Christmas we wouldn't be here uh, we wouldn't have the gospel we wouldn't have salvation so it's just you know it's such an awesome time to uh, an, an awesome event to bring our friends along to really uh, you know let them sort of sing songs that they're comfortable with sing um, carols that they know and uh, have a great time but also give a, them a chance to uh, hear the gospel so um, so yeah so put it in your diaries, uh, Thursday 9th of December, and uh, there's going to be lots of things happening in the run-up to that. We're going to be uh, out flyering, going to be uh, singing Chris, uh, carols in the street, and uh, there's going to be lots of uh, things to get involved with in the uh, run-up to it. So it's only about nine weeks away now, so um, just get thinking about it. Uh, you know, just start sort of, I know, putting a seed into your friends, uh, just letting, you know, sowing the seed, just, uh, you know, chatting to people, you know, so what are you doing this Christmas? Uh, do you like uh, carols, by any chance? Uh, um, but anyway, I just wanted to, I'm, I'm quite excited about it. Um, I like Christmas, and um, I wanted to uh, express uh, how excited I was about, uh, about the carol service in the, uh, through the medium of um, video. different this year as you probably noticed it's not on a Sunday it's on a Thursday um, it will it will be a great opportunity to bring your friends straight from work or go out for dinner and then come straight something like that um, there will be stuff for kids also let's, let's really pack that place out shall we let's, uh, let's get that one going okay uh, the Irish Centre yeah it's at, the, it's at the London Irish Centre so we can fit 300 in there so let's go for it I think we can do that I'm sure we can do that so uh, Lena. Is there not a Christmas 
There is not a Sunday one for families. Their families are, though, welcome at this one. Yeah, I think as a one-off treat, you can win your family friends to come along. That's what we've been doing, inviting, mentioning it already to people. So, yeah, let's go for that. I'm going to invite so many people, man. Someone will have to come in the end. Uh, <laughs> it's going to do it by math. Someone will have to come in the end. Okay, um, really nearly there now. Uh, quick word on elders and then one f- f- uh, more thing. Um, originally, our plan was to uh, announce at this family meeting um, who we were suggesting for eldership. Uh, put it out to, the, to you guys, the church, and then really give you a chance to respond before um, uh, laying hands and setting aside elders in December. Just because obviously I took a couple of months off and all that's gone on, it, it's, it would be premature to do that. So um, the, the plan now, which I'm pretty sure, uh, unless something very, very unforeseen and unpredictable happens, um, we plan, God willing, to announce that at the January family meeting and then look for a Sunday at the end of February to lay hands on elders sorry if you find that frustrating I would just much rather postpone for three months and make the right decision than jump to it and make a bad one and I think you all agree with me on that front so that's why we're doing that okay final thing now this is very encouraging um, I was at uh, Prem Fasting uh, last week which is three times a year New Frontiers uh, leaders gather for two days of Prem Fasting and um uh, Dave Stroud, who was leading us, said, I want you to just get in small groups and pray for one thing. Like Bartimaeus, the blind Bartimaeus, he said, what can I do for you? And it's one thing, yeah, to pray for one thing. So myself and Dave Holden, who preached here a few weeks ago, we got in a pair. And I said, salvation at Revelation Church. He said, same for me at our church. And then a guy called Mike Betts, who some of you will know, um, he came over to pray with us also. And so we're just praying together. And Mike Betts had a, just a, a, a prophetic word for us, which I just thought was so helpful. He said, there are different ways you can get gold. He said, you can, different ways people mine for gold. Some, some people just, um, just detonate cliffs and mountains and they just explode and, and the gold comes. Others drill down. He said, he said, I see you panning for gold. You know, the old... In, he said, I see you panning for gold. And he said, um, he said here's, what, here's, here's what I feel like God is saying. He said, when someone pans for gold, there's, just, there's a real... What happens is you obviously you understand you, you take the rocks out of the riverbed and the water and you just really shake it and there's a rhythm. There's a rhythm with the water which just um, moves away the stuff that you don't want and, and it shows forth the gold. And he said, he said I don't think it's going to be explosive with you. Just to say, this isn't a comment on numbers, amount of gold, or amount of people saved. It's, it's about method. So I don't think it's going to be an explosive thing. He said, I think what it's going to be is this. It's going to be, in the Bible, it talks about the washing with the word. Okay? The, the, the preaching the word of God has a washing effect on people's lives. He said, I believe for you that that's what it's going to be. There's a, and it's really, there's a really important rhythm. And he said, you're, what you're going to do, week in, week out, you are good, you're washing, you're swishing that water around. And what you will find is, is that as you just keep doing that, gold will come, gold will come. People will come to the point of repentance and salvation. Now, the reason why I found this so encouraging is because, historically, uh, we've put on alphas and thank God for the fruit we've seen on us. It's great to have Saucer here, you know, one of the first persons to give a life to Christ on an alpha. We've done Christianity Explored and again seen some success and we'll continue to do those things. But what we've always said is this to you guys. We've said, please bring your friends along to church. 
Because week in, week out, we aim, as well as to teach you well, to make sure it's always gospel-centered and there's enough in there to bring someone through to conversion. And we've labored hard at that week in, week out. And I've, I've felt genuinely that I've had real faith that as we just build that in, confidence will grow in you guys to just get your friends along to church, knowing that whatever Sunday you bring them, they'll hear the gospel. Whatever Sunday you bring them, there'll be enough in there to wash away some dirt and bring him closer to Jesus. I feel that this prophetic word is something that I want to actually take on as a strategic prophetic word and bring it to you guys and ask you to exercise faith. I believe this is God. I believe it is God letting us know that he knows how it works for us. And he knows where he's got us. And we've put so much work into building relationships, haven't we, with people that don't know the Lord. So much work into just chatting with people about Jesus. I want to say, be in faith to invite your friends along to church. It could be that they come simply for three Christmas events, but over that Christmas events the, the dirt gets washed away and they come through. Just invite them on a normal Sunday and sit, watch, let God surprise you. Let's not make presumptions and assumptions about what will happen. Let's, let, I just want to ask you to be in faith for this word, because the more people that are there, the more we'll be being washed with the word. It's as simple as that, isn't it? And I, as a result of this word, I want you to know that from kind of my point of view and those of us that preach, that we will work even harder on this and labor even more thoroughly so that every time we get up to preach, we will give it our best shot with God's help to teach you and to proclaim God's word as powerfully as we can the whole time, the whole message being weaved through with helpful content for those who don't yet know the Lord. And I want to ask you to stand with us in this and to really see this as a strategic way of God helping us evangelistically. Okay, And I want you to think about all those people you've been investing in and start praying, God, I now want an opportunity to invite them. I want an opportunity for them to meet my friends at church and to hear the word. Okay, We're not a big one for events, special Sundays here, special Sundays there. The way we've gone about it is saying this, no, we want to just preach the gospel. We want to build everything around the gospel. We want to disciple believers in the gospel. And to be honest, I think that's why we're such a healthy church, because it's just all about Jesus and the gospel. And uh, I just feel, let's be confident that that will work in your friends' lives. Be confident... Uh, fix your eyes on what is unseen as they're sitting there and they may not make a commitment that Sunday they're being washed with the word God is doing something, the dross will fall away they will come through so let me, I just want to leave that, I found it so incredibly encouraging, I'm going to end in prayer and I want to ask that you would actually, I want to ask you to respond in faith to that word okay, when a prophetic word comes that is truly from God, and I, I genuinely believe this is because something about it, I thought Mike has never been to the church but he get, he's it was like the father, who he knows his children, right? And he knows what we're about. And he said, look, there's, there's a strategy in this from heaven. Okay? It's not just random. This is something I'm doing. And so I want to ask you, please, don't just say, oh, great, I wonder when that's going to happen. It's going to happen when we respond in faith to it. <laughs> okay? When we start to take action. And, and, and that's why I say with this Christmas carol service, I'm going to be a maniac in the playground. I just am. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to get people there because I'm convinced God wants that place here on Sunday evenings, there on Sunday mornings, Thursday the 9th of December at the Irish Centre, rammed with people who need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Should we pray?
Father, thank you for that very encouraging word. Thank you for just out of the blue, really, Lord, when we're just interceding for souls, Lord, you said, I just want you to know how I'm going to do it. I just say thank you, God. And we always want to be open for surprises. We say, Lord, you have the freedom to do it any way you like. But, Lord, we sense that you, you understood the rhythm that we're about, Lord God, and that you want us to take steps, newer steps into that with faith. So I pray now, God, that you would help us as a church by your spirit. Give us faith now for friends, colleagues, um, associates, neighbors, those that we rub shoulders with, those that we've sown into. We thank you, Lord, that we sow and we water, but you do cause the growth. It's what you do, Lord. You do that incredible, impossible, mysterious thing where suddenly they want to know you. Lord God, so I pray now in Jesus' name that it will be a gift of faith given corporately that will enable us, Lord, when we're out of this room and out in, in our places of work and study and where we live life, that we would, we would step out in faith and see you do incredible things. I want to ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, that over the, uh, even over consecutive Sundays from this Sunday, there will be an increasing amount of those who don't yet know you that are around us and can't stay away and don't know why they can't stay away, but it's because you are drawing them. Lord, I pray, let that be our testimony and our story. We ask it in in the name of Jesus, Amen. 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 Great. Um, I hope you see the value in gathering like this. As it is, it is content and information heavy. I'm very aware of that. But I just feel it helps us corporately to really get on the same page and motor into the next season. So should we do it together? Yeah, yeah great. Fantastic. Okay. Please feel free to hang around for tea.